Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Sunday evening. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We are coming to you live on this Sunday, April 18th, 2021. You could be listening to us live here, right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, on the great 1230 AM radio station. 
That's where I'm sitting right now in their radio studio. This is a real radio studio with a lot of neat equipment. and and uh, Or you could be listening to me on their website, kdix.net, or Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, thanks to the great Brother Duran who makes that all possible. And he's a, I like him. You know, we, every once in a while we talk, and we, if we get on the phone, we can stay on a while for a while. He's a, he's a person that believes what I believe and just enjoy visiting with him. Brother Duran, uh, thank you for listening tonight. Already got people texting me. You can do that, 701-290-7862. Let's see who won the record for the earliest. Oh, man. The earliest might be Brother Paulson listening in Bismarck. It could, uh, could be um, Brother Griffith. He was listening up in Great Falls. And uh, we've got Brother Fuller with his rap See how do, how can I wrap this? Pastor Bob, Sister Simon's heartthrob. I'm not sure. I don't know that he could do it. He can do. It. I can't do it. Greg, brother Greg Johnson, listening in Albuquerque, New Mexico. What are you doing down there? He travels all. You never know where he's going to text me from. We've got um, Marin and Yvonne listening in Bowman. My wife and I are going to see you in a few weeks because we're going to bring a missionary down that way. Nathaniel listening in Park River, North Dakota. Tim listening in North Carolina steals all my favorite sermons. That's what Tim does. We got uh, Stacy listening. Uh, she said, "Congratulations on that great grandbaby." I had another great grandbaby uh, this week, and so we've got two. We've got a boy and a girl. I, I, in fact, that's where I was. I was just holding Tyrell Simons, and he uh, he's a big one, man. He was just about a ten pounder, I mean, big big kid. We got Zach and Leah listening tonight. In Fargo, I was just down in Fargo, and uh, we were there for a youth rally that was tremendous, tremendous preaching. A man named Dusty Young preached there. Uh, let's see who else. We've got the Willis family tuned in tonight. Um, Brother Chuppy, I don't know if he's listening or not. He said, what did you preach today? But I can't talk to him right now. Brother Blackshear listening from Indiana. Oh, we miss those people. That's who we need to come up and preach revival for us. Brother Belgard listening tonight up in uh, Dunseith, North Dakota, which is a pretty neat place. And we've got uh, Brother Portella saying, Hey, Pastor Bob, do you have your guitar with you here? Well, you you know how to encourage a guitar player. I do have my guitar with me here. Wow, people are still texting tonight. Um, We've got, uh, wow, all kinds of people. Hey, text me, 701-290-7862. Okay, Brother Portella. I brought a guitar. This is my most expensive guitar. This one is a, doesn't it get out much? It's an Ovation Standard Balladeer with a deep bowl in it. So it's got a pretty neat sound to it, pretty deep sound to it. And, uh, I, uh, and being he asked me to sing, you know, you know, I'm awful bashful. I don't normally sing. If I get to it, I'm going to be playing some music from the evangelist Bill Farron off his only CD, which he should make another one as good as that one was, but called The Captain. But uh, here we go. Let's try this. This is a song I wrote. In fact, I think I'm going to do a radio show tonight about a song I'm going to write. That's how all my, a lot of my songs come from messages that I that I preach. Well, this one, this song is called You. I'm going to write a song called Done With The Sin Business. And I think I'm doing my radio show on that tonight. That's what I think I'm doing. You pulled me from the garbage. And you... Taught me how to live And you Filled me with your spirit And you 
washed away my sin. You, there is none like you, none beside you. You, you alone are holy, alone are worthy. You. You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you. And I love you, my God. You. And you have given me a family. And you have touched my heart and soul. And I really, truly can't see. Why you ever love me so? You, there is none like you, none beside you. You, you alone are holy, alone are worthy. You, you're the one who made me, the one who saved me. You, and I love you, my God. Oh, I love you, my God. Yes, I love you, my God. You. Just the song that I wrote many years ago. I've got a bunch of songs. I haven't written one for a while, but I got one I'm in the making, and it's gonna. You're gonna get to hear the the. Uh, sermon version of that song tonight. I haven't got the song written, so I can't do it yet. Um, I want to, I really, really want to preach on the radio what I preached in church today. And that's what Brother Chuppy's asking me. What did I preach in church today? I really, really want to, but I'm not going to. I'll maybe save that for a different time. And maybe I will never do it on the radio. It might have been just something for our church. But text me while this is going on tonight, and if you, Brother Portales asked me to sing again, I might. 701-290-7862. We've got the Joneses, Brother Jones, his lovely wife Sue listening tonight. And we've got um, Jody listening. Uh, It's kind of funny. I'm playing, I'm going to play some Brother Farron music tonight on my program. She said she's been listening to Brother Farron's CD on repeat all weekend. And, uh, Somebody said you need to make a CD. I'm better live, I think, than I am. My voice sounds like a washing machine falling down a flight of steps. I think. Maybe I should do rap music. I could probably do that. But uh, I anyway, it's fun reading these texts. But I better not just stay doing that. Um, I want to read a verse, and in this verse, if Brother Waldron's listening tonight, he's going to be mad at me. But anyway. If you, if you want to hear some good Bible teaching, get on, try to find a guy named Steve Waldron on the internet. And he, I think, what is the name, what is that site? Uh, something Church of something Georgia. He's got all kinds of YouTube videos on Bible teaching. Like if you got a, a scripture that you don't understand, you could even, you could even email him and he'd, he'd do it as one of his YouTube shows. He's, he's a real Bible scholar. But anyway, the reason brother, brother, um, Waldron's not going to like me tonight. He's probably not listening anyway. Is that sometimes the King James Version is hard to understand. Now, he says it's not, but sometimes it is. And um, in this verse that I'm going to get to eventually, it kind of is. But let me just start out here 
in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. This isn't hard to understand in the King James Version. He said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. These verses show us that that um, you can't live any old way you want to and go to heaven, but it also shows us such were some of you. In other words, this church in Corinth that Paul was writing this letter to, some of these people used to be fornicators. They used to be people that had sex with someone that wasn't their spouse. They used to be homosexuals. They used to be uh, thieves, shoplifters at Walmart. They used to be uh, covetous people. They used to be drunkards. If a, if a six-pack makes you drunk, one beer will make you a sixth drunk and be not drunk. Um, you know, they used to be uh, extortioners, revilers, you know, just plain old dishonest people. They And and Paul said, but some some of you guys used to be like this. But he said, in the Living Bible, it says some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed, you were made holy, you were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And so we know... And if you don't know this, you're about to learn it, that he is a God who can change you. Uh, you can have a spiritual awakening in your life and become a new person. True surrender to Jesus Christ will change your world. And so I want to just begin part of this program tonight till I get to the part I really want to get to. We're done with the sin business. That's where I'm going with this. That's the name of the song I'm going to write. New Life of Albany is where you want to look up Brother Waldron. New Life of Albany. Look that up. If you got any Bible questions, if you're just a, whoever you are, even a pastor, uh, Brother Waldron's probably done a YouTube video on it. If it's a, a scripture, he does, you, you could tell Brother Waldron, hey, I read this book. What do you think of it? And he'll do a book report on it. He's, he's a, he is an interesting guy. But he, in fact, he's a friend of mine too. I really, really like Brother Waldron. But, this tonight I'm I'm saying that you can you can change and don't let anybody tell you you can't change. You're out here listening to me here locally maybe and you're an alcoholic and you've tried to quit 15 times and it's never worked and you started to believe that you can't change. Who told you that? It wasn't God and it wasn't God's people that told you that. The one of the cool things about getting to start a church which I got to do here in Dickinson 32 years ago I got to pick the name out of the church. New Life Pentecostal Church. You can have a brand new life. You can start over again. Malachi 3, 6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. The same God that says he's not going to change is the same God that tells us we can change. Second Corinthians three eighteen, he said we're going to be changed uh, into the same image from glory to glory, even by as the Spirit, even as by the Spirit of our Lord. Such were some of you. We've got people listening to me tonight down in Hedinger, North Dakota, which is about 78 miles from Dickinson. We've got a new church down there uh, with a, a fine young family that's heading that up. And they right across from the church on Main Street in Bowman used to be a is, is a bar that used to be called the Has Been's Bar. And I thought that's right. I'd, I'd never go there if I was still a drinker because I I wouldn't want to admit I was a has been. But I am a has-been now. I'm a has-been sinner. 
I'm a ha- I, I used to be. Such were some of you. You know, you, you're a bunch of has-been sinners. Now you're not anymore. Who told you that you couldn't be free? Who told you you couldn't change? Like, who told you, Mr. or Mrs. Alcoholic, that you can't change? Who told you that? Who told you, uh, teenager meth addict, that you can't change? Who told you that? You know, who told you, prescription pain pill abuser, that you can't change? I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I went to an NA meeting when I first quit using drugs. I was 20 years old, and I sat in this meeting, never been to one before. I didn't know what the rules were. I found out I broke the rules. We were sitting around a table, and there were people who were introducing themselves and telling a little word of their testimony. They would say, yes, I'm Sue, and I am a drug addict. I'm Bill. I'm chemically addicted. I'm Jody, and I'm an alcoholic. Well, when it got to my turn, I said, I'm Bob, and I used to be a drug addict. But I'm not anymore. And they looked at me in this room, and one of the ladies got really mad. mad. She goes, what do you mean you used to be? What kind of drugs did you use? I said, well, a lot of different kinds. I, I really like cocaine back when I was using drugs. And she said, well, if you snorted cocaine right now, you'd be just as addicted as the day you stopped. I go, I probably would. I said, but I don't want to do that anymore. Who, You know, uh, who told you you can't break that porn addiction that's been troubling you and your family? Who told you you couldn't break that that um, that homosexuality deception that so many people seem to be caught up in today? Who said that you couldn't break that? Who told you that it could never change? It wasn't God. And he can fix anything. Oh, Pastor Bob, you think Jesus can fix anything? Yep, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yep, you got that right. I figure you can. And I'm going to tell you how to do it tonight. I am. Right after this song. I'm going to play a song by Bill Farron, Collect My Wits. And uh, I've got, uh, I do have, Brother Portellis, I do have this guitar sitting here in the studio. So. And trials for us to learn to cultivate a 
Coming back real soon. Don't know just when it could be morning, night, or noon. Jesus is coming back as a thief in the night. Before he does, my friend, you better make things right. Above the clouds, we'll live on high. No more sickness, no more tears, we'll never have to die. What it means to me. That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well, that's what it means. That is good stuff. I'm a I'm a music snob. Okay, I like I like good lyrics, good music, and I like good quality. I like it. I I really do. And uh, that's got that CD by uh, Bill Farron called The Captain has got all of it. Now, the unfortunate thing is you can't listen to that CD. As far as I know online, you got to buy a real CD. That's just the way Brother Farron set it up. I, I tried to talk him out of it. I wanted him to put it on Spotify and everything else, but he's going to just do it that way for a while. If you're, I, Brother Farron, are you listening to me? Yeah, he doesn't have to listen to me. He's a great evangelist, too, Brother Farron. All right. I got a lot of people texting. Thank you so much for listening to me tonight. Uh, Brother Ron from Beulah is listening. Now, there is a good man. They've got a good spirit, a servant attitude. Uh, there's a, a church in Beulah that started from scratch, and Brother Ron was one of the key members of that and helped in so many ways. He helps. Um, he just helps everybody. Like he, He's helped my grandchildren. He's uh, helped. I mean, just, I mean, he'll pick up every hitchhiker walking down the street. I mean, he, Brother Ron is just a good man, and I'm, I am, I'm just so happy to call him my friend. We've got, uh, you know, even the big shot, Brother Duran texted me tonight. Wow. I, now I feel important. Like he, he texted me. I, I bet he doesn't listen to all these other programs. Just that, you know, why he listens to mine? He's nervous about what I'm going to say, I think. That's what it is. We're talking about tonight, I'm going to get to it, done with the sin business. You know, I, I started out by saying, like, who told you you can't change? Romans six seventeen says, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Who told you you can't change? There's a prophecy in the book of Ezekiel about our day. 
And it says this in Ezekiel 36.25, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them And you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. This God is in the business of changing people. Uh, That's what that scripture I read to start with talks about. Such were some of you, he said. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That verse reminds me of Acts 2.38, and I know Paul was thinking about that when he wrote it, where Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're washed by baptism. We're sanctified and made separate, made holy. We're justified. That simply means to be made right with God. And then he said, In the name of the Lord Jesus. That's how we're baptized. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we baptized two people in church today. You talk about cool. There was two two men, two young guys. There was a nine-year-old young man that's been wanting to get baptized for a long time, and I believe he was ready to be. And he asked me, he came up to me, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. After church, church was dismissed. People were leaving. People were talking. And he, this little boy named Connor said, I want to get baptized. I said, you want to get baptized today? He goes, yeah. I said, well, let's get your parents over here. His dad said, yeah, that's fine. He's been wanting to get baptized. So I baptized Connor, nine years old, in the name of Jesus. He got out of the tank, and I said, Connor, do you want to say anything? And he said, yeah. He said, I want my dad to get baptized today, too. And I said, well, that's up to your dad to decide. Well, his dad's been wanting to get baptized. And that was all he needed, and we baptized the boy and the dad today in Jesus' name. You talk about special. You know, this born-again experience, you can be baptized made and washed in the name of Jesus. And then he says, and by the Spirit of our God. That's what Jesus was talking about in John 3, 3. You must be born again, born of the water, baptism, in Jesus' name, and of the Spirit, that's being born of the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. And Paul said, "You, some of you guys in Corinth used to be, you know, you used to be some people that were practicing sin, but now you're not because you've obeyed the new birth plan of salvation. And you know what? This is for everybody. I was preaching out in California a couple weeks ago, and I was at a a retreat for a couple's retreat. I had just the men, and I said, you know, being a real man, I just said this is not about driving a Harley and being able to beat people up and, and making a bunch of different women pregnant. And some guy yelled out while I was preaching. He goes, who told you about me? Who told him about me? And here this guy, had just he had been a hell's angel, just started coming to church. Such were some of you. He got out of that, I guess. It's not easy to do. Yeah, Yeah, Pastor Simons, you think, Pastor Bob, you think Jesus is the answer for everything. Yep, I sure do. Okay, now. Let me get to my point of the broadcast. You know, we're already halfway through. I wanted to say that, though, that I believe God can change you 
I believe the new birth, being born of the water, Jesus' name, baptism, and of the Spirit, the infilling of the Spirit, the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues, this is the born-again experience. But how do we get to that place? In John chapter 3, Jesus never told us how to be a candidate to be baptized in Jesus' name or to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, did he? He didn't. No, he didn't. But Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter did. Before you're baptized in the name of Jesus, before you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you must repent of your sins. Repentance is simply changing your mind about sin. Changing your mind about sin. One day, Brother Jones, you had enough. Let me read first. This is what I was teasing, even though Brother Waldron's probably not listening. Sometimes the King James Version is hard to understand. This verse in 1 Peter 4, verses 2 through 4, it's really kind of hard to understand verse 3. Let me read it to you. Verse 2. Then he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, like you don't do this anymore. And they even speak evil of you sometimes. Now let me just tell you what verse 3 really is saying. In the King James, it's really cloudy. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we used to walk in those sinful ways. But let me just read this out of the New Living Translation tonight. He's In 1 Peter 4 and 3, instead of saying, for the time past of our life may suffice us, it says this, you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. Their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. May suffice us simply means that you had enough. When you come to God in repentance, you've had enough. Like like you've had enough. Like you're done with it. You're done with the sin business. I'm telling you, I'm writing a song called Done With The Sin Business, and I don't have it written to sing tonight. But that is a statement that my pastor, and this pastor included, um, I say things over and over and over again, and I get teased about it a lot, and that's okay. Because I know <coughs> that someday, <clears throat> when I die, the only thing they'll remember about me is the things that I said over and over and over again. My pastor used to say things over and over and over again. My pastor, Pastor Walters, and uh, very dear to me, and his wife is still alive today. What a dear lady she is. But my pastor used to say, are you done with the sin business? Because when you repent, he said, real repentance means that you're done with the sin business. That's what it means. Here's a song I wrote a few years ago. It's based on the man that was possessed with with legion. I had been dying 
among these old tunes. That's the guitar sound all right tonight out there? Lonely and naked and confused. My life was hopeless, nothing left for me. Only to wait in misery. If you had known me, you would not believe that there was any hope for me. My name was Legion, no one could help me. For the chains in my mind there was no key The day that I saw him walking down my shore I could not believe he came for me Yes, Jesus I ran to his feet Began to worship him The next thing I knew I was free I was free from the fear that had surrounded me. I had been blind, but now I see. The chains of my sin that had imprisoned me now lay broken at his feet. They're no longer part of me. Yes, God. They lay broken at his feet. I'm not the man I used to be. Oh, feels so good to be free. Good to be free. Free from the chains of my misery. My sins all ran and were choked in the sea. Now look at me, I'm sitting free at his feet. Feels so good to be free, good to be free. Free from the chains of my misery. Yesterday I was lost and empty, but now look at me. I'm sitting free, look at me, I'm clothed and free, look at me, I'm sane and free, sitting at his feet. You can change. Are you tired of the sin business? Are you sick of the sin business? Because if you are, you're a candidate to be born again. Being sick of the sin business. You've had enough. That's what First Peter 4.3 says. You've had enough. You know, I, I'm done. Like, like, you know what? I was so ready. When I quit using drugs, I was so ready to do that. I didn't want to be that way. I knew better than that. You know, I saw alcohol just about destroy my dad. 
I never wanted to be that person. I never wanted to follow in those footsteps. My dad quit drinking when he was 40. Thank God for that. But, you know, are you done with the sin business? Have you had enough? Because if you haven't, you're not a candidate to be born again. True repentance. The people that are listening to me tonight that are, uh, that are, uh, I've got a man named Gary Blackshear listening tonight that, uh, he, uh, his, his testimony is very amazing testimony. Tremendous evangelist too. And, uh, he, you know, he got to the point where he was just done with the sin business. Like he was done with it. Like I had enough. Like, Pastor Bob has been drug-free for 42 years. I'm 62 years old, going to be 63 in August. I quit using when I was 20. That's been a whole two lifetimes ago. How was I successful? Why was I able to do that? Well, I'm not taking the credit for myself, but the first step in it was I was done. I had enough. I, I, I had enough. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, like since that time, in these last 42 years, I've had several accidents. I've broken my back. I've, I lost my left eye. I've broken my leg three times. I, I, uh, you know, I've, what else have I? Oh, my foot. Yeah, that's right. I forgot my, <laughs> about my foot. Uh, you know, my foot was crushed and, and, uh, you know, it, it still looks pretty gross. But, and over those years, they've given me pain pills. Okay. Those are very powerful drugs. But I don't like that feeling anymore. It's fake. Like, I had enough. Are you saying you couldn't be addicted again? No, I'm not saying that. I, I'm a human. I could be deceived. I could, if I, if I quit praying, if I quit walking with God, yeah, I could end up even worse than I was before, of course. But are you done? Are you done? Like, I had enough. The reason your repentance hasn't worked, listener, is because you weren't done. And you don't have to be a meth addict to be done. Like, you might be a a young person that's going to a Pentecostal Acts 238 church and you are struggling with secret sin, you're struggling with rebellion, you're struggling, you have no victory in your life. You don't have any prayer in your life. You, you don't, I mean, you're just, I mean, you're, you're constantly, you got one foot in the world and one, you're not a meth addict. You're not using drugs. You're not a porn addict necessarily. But you can be done tonight with that half hearted, you know, which is about the same as being a full blown sinner. In fact, the Lord said he'd rather have you hot or cold. <laughs> And to be lukewarm, at least when you're cold, somebody can help you. First Peter four three in the Living Bible, you have had enough in the past of these evil things. When I was twenty years old, I had been using drugs for about three years, drinking, using drugs every day. I had I was married, I had a little baby, just a beautiful little baby boy, a beautiful young wife. And I just, I was addicted. I knew I was. I tried to quit, but it didn't seem to work. 
And through a weird series of events, God began to speak to me, and I was done. I mean, I was done. I mean, I was looking for the door, the exit door out of this. And when it was presented to me, my repentance was true because repentance, one of the definitions of repentance, and my pastor used to say this all the time, repentance is to change your mind about sin. Like before you loved it, now I hate it. Before you wanted to do it, now I don't want to do it. Before you couldn't wait to do it, now if you're tempted to do it, you're mad at yourself. Done with the sin business by Pastor Walters. You know, when you're done, you don't want it anymore. When you're done, something has changed inside of you. Does anybody out there know what I'm talking about? There was, there was just, there's a young man coming to our church right now. And his name is Mose. I don't know if Mose is listening. He just started coming to our church a few weeks ago. He was in a service somewhere, wasn't our church, just recently, about a month ago or six weeks ago or whatever it was. And he had an experience with God and he told people, and I believe he told me, I'll never drink again. And you know what? I believe him. I believe him. Because I know what he's talking about. Like, that's the same reason when I was in that NA meeting, I'm Bob, and I used to be a drug addict. You said, oh, you're awful proud, Pastor Bob. No, I'm not proud about it. But I just know the key to the new birth is repentance. And repentance, the way that starts is you've got to change your mind about sin. It's not, not, it's not like you want to watch that porn movie anymore. You don't want to watch it. And there is something powerful in the human will. And when you give that human will to God, then you're a candidate to be baptized in Jesus' name. Then you're a candidate to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If your repentance isn't right, your baptism wasn't right. If your repentance isn't right, your speaking in tongues isn't right. And I'm not trying to make anybody doubt their experience. I'm just telling you, repent and then start speaking in tongues. Done fighting. Done rebellion. Done my way. I'm done fighting my pastor. Done done fighting the Word of God. Word of, Word of God says it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Some of you Christian men out there, now you non-Christian men, do whatever you want. I don't care. I do care, but I'm just saying that's not your first step to God, getting a haircut. But some of you men that call yourselves Christian and wear your hair long, you know what? The Word of God, the New Testament says that it's a shame for a man to have long hair. And you can, you know what, Some one of these days... You need to look in the mirror and look at your ponytail and just say, you know what, I'm done. You need to go visit my son. He's got a barber shop in town called the Gentleman's Barber Shop. He'll help you out. 21 bucks or 20 bucks plus a tip. <laughs> just trying to, you know, that's uh, Gentleman's Barber Shop. Uh, there's three barbers in there, great barber shop. Anyway, <laughs> in fact, on one of his signs, it says, Obey 1 Corinthians chapter. He's got, I mean, he's in real small print. you got to look for it. Oh man! See where where was I here? Let's see. Should I play another brother 
uh, Brother Farron song. You know what? I am going to play it. Just a real, just a part of Brother Farron. I'm going to cut you off, Brother Farron, but I'm playing. I got to read some of these texts and then I got to get into this last segment. The bow of my boat, speaking to the wind and waves, peace be still. Gratitude is overtaking all my thoughts of despair. And the emptiness that once was, Lord, is now a place you fill. And I'm thankful for the faith you placed in me. And that you are almighty Because when I'm weak Then I am made strong I'm thankful for the blood you shed for me When you died on Calvary Cause when I'm baptized It removes all my wrong I'm thankful I'm thankful When salvation was so near So at those times you don't feel like lifting your voice Remember that Jesus has purchased your choice The praises you offer can set captives free Because where Jesus is there will be liberty But if we do not praise you Well, Brother Farron, I just cut off your song. What do you think about that? Brother Farron's listening tonight. He just tuned in. Somebody must have told him I was talking about him. But I did say good things about you, so there. Uh, good stuff. People are texting me good stuff. Uh, Brother Blackshear's got some good stuff going. Part of the Amplified Bible, Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, Repent, change your old way of thinking. Turn from your sinful ways. <laughs> exactly. That's what repentance means. You know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, hold me down, you know, uh, put drugs into my system, inject me with whatever you want. And as soon as I sober up, I'm going to still be that way I am because I don't, it, you can't make me addicted anymore because I don't like it anymore. That's what repentance is. That's, that's the first step to the new birth. Some people think that is salvation because it's so powerful. It is powerful. I mean, re- real repentance, man. You come to a place of real repentance, you you may never drink again. You may never cuss again. But that is only the first step to the new birth. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And the word baptism means to immerse. And you must 
be filled with the Holy Spirit. And who would, who would you know, I even hate the word to use it, you must, what you get to. God's got the Holy Spirit for you. People say, well, I don't have the Holy Spirit. I'm ungo- You know, are you saying I'm lost? No, get it. That's what I'm saying. Seek it. He'll, he'll give it to you. We, I was just in Fargo this on Saturday. Wow, we were at a good service down there. There was some pre- young preacher named Dusty Young preaching. Wow. Preached about the end times. It was it was sobering. It, it was good. But at the end of the service, uh, they said, does anybody here need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And there was a girl there that was clearly a visitor. And she was brought by another, it looked like another young lady from the church. And they, she grabbed her by the hand, brought her up. And uh, and people started praying with her, and she started to speak in other tongues. You know, but it starts with repentance. Isaiah 55, 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon And then he goes on, I love this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. What thoughts? The thoughts about mercy. That's what he's talking about here. He's not talking about, you know, understanding the universe, although that's true too, his thoughts are not our thoughts. He's not talking about understanding physics, because God certainly created it. He's specifically talking about mercy in Isaiah 55, 6, or 55 and 8. Let me read it again. Let the wicked forsake his way, and let the unrighteous man his thoughts. In other words, you've got to change your thinking. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. What God is saying, you guys can't even figure out mercy like I can. Like, you don't even understand forgiveness the way I understand it. And you know what? Lord, you're right. It's it's way above me, but you know what? What I do understand about it, I like it. I love mercy. The other night in church, I, I, Psalm 136, 26 times it says, For his mercy endureth forever. And I said that 26 times, for his mercy endureth forever. And while I was saying it, I was telling people, uh, are you tired of this yet? Because if it doesn't matter if you're tired of it or not, his mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. I'm not going to say it 26 times on the radio tonight. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5 If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Brother Jones, I believed it back then when I first came to God. I believe it now. And I believe it for everybody that's listening to me tonight. You know, I, I believe it. I believe it for you. I don't even know who you are. You know, my, you know what my dream is always on this radio show? I know, I know it's on the internet. I know it's on Holy Ghost Radio. And I'm 
Glad you guys are listening, and it really means a lot when you text me. But my dream on, on this radio station, I pretend like when I'm on the radio that there are people driving from Walmart to their house on a Sunday night in Dickinson. And they've got their AM radio station on in their car. And I know that radio seems like maybe it's going away someday, but it's still really listened to. And there's a lot of statistics still out there on it. Or maybe you're just sitting in your kitchen tonight and you're uh, doing a crossword puzzle listening to KDIX radio. That's, That's what I... When I come into the studio and I just stare at these walls and these microphone and all this equipment, I... I can't focus on this. I focus on who might be listening. Sometimes I pretend that backsliders that I know are listening to me, and I'm having a conversation with them personally, like one-on-one. And I just think that they might be listening. Some of them might be listening. And tonight, for you that are listening, if you're done with the sin business, and if you're done with running away from God and with His will in your life, you are a candidate to become a new creature in Christ. And I feel I feel like shouting in here for some reason. I don't know what's going on. I got all, all kinds of texts here and stuff. Truly repent and see what happens. You know, before I... <clears throat> I'm going to pick up my guitar and play another song here, but I want to just say this... Um, because I, I, I really need to say this. You can be part, if you're listening here in the Dickinson, North Dakota area, you can be part of a Pentecostal church. We've got a church in Dickinson right on 501 Elks Drive. It's right on the interstate. You can't miss it. It's on the north side of the interstate. It's in the very busiest part of town. Uh, we bought the old Elks building, and it's a beautiful We've turned it into a beautiful church. It'll seat 500 people. It's it's uh, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. And then on Friday mornings, we have a men's Bible study at 6 a.m. at the same church. Some Usually there's something to eat there, and there's always coffee. And then on Sundays at 10, a, 10 in the morning, we have Sunday school, which is for everybody. We have... Uh, we have children's classes, teen classes, adult classes. That's, we study the Bible. There's even a, a, a basic Bible class that yours truly teaches every Sunday morning. That's at 10 o'clock, and then we take a little break at 10.50, and at 11 o'clock we have a worship service. Tuesday nights in Beach at the Beach Community Center at 7.30 we have a service. Soon we will have our own church building in Beach, and those men out there are working so as every free moment they get, they're working to remodel. We bought this kind of a Chinese restaurant there. It's going to be a beautiful church. I mean, it just—it's. I mean, it's in the key location of Beach. It's just—it's just beautiful. It's going to really be nice. They just got the roof on it last Saturday. The new roof on, and they'll be right now just Tuesdays in Beach at seven thirty. When once we get our own building, we'll be having a Sunday service there too. Uh, in Bowman, North Dakota, Beach is 60 miles west of Dickinson. In Bowman, North Dakota, we have a church right on Main Street of Bowman in Bowman on Thursday nights at 7.30 and on Sunday mornings at 10.30. And so you'd want to try that. We have a Pentecostal church in Beulah. I don't have that address in front, right in front of me. I should, but if you uh, communicate with me, I've been giving out my text number all 
broadcast 701-290-7862. We have a great church in Bismarck, North Dakota, uh, the Sanctuary. That's right on 26th Street. We've got uh, a great church in, in um, well, just, you know, I, you know I, I guess I can't name all of them, but those are the closest ones. You know, tonight, there is, you can change, but it only will start with true repentance. You've got to change, you've got to change your mind about sin before you can be born again. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4 that God is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. Kind of like my my wife is with my grandkids. She spends all my money on my grandkids. My grandkids think grandma's rich. And well God's <laughs> I don't I don't care too much. I don't care at all actually. If my wife and I die without a penny, I guess that's a fine with us. It doesn't matter. We can't take it with us anyway. God is rich in mercy, just like Grandma's rich when it comes to doing things for the grandkids. Micah 7 and 18, it says, Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. You know, I, I'm running myself out of time here. I hope KDIX forgives me, but I'm going to go over a little bit. I bet they will. Sometimes they've preempted me from, from, from ball games on this studio, on this show, so I think they owe me a little bit. I said earlier that I like music. I like well-written songs. I like well-produced songs. I like good sound quality. And this song, it was written by a group called Phillips, Craig, and Dean. And um, the lyrics of this song, somebody put some thought into the lyrics of this song. <clears throat> Listen to it. Tears dripped off of her crimson face as she covered her head trying to hide her shame. Caught and condemned, now she can't get away, just the pawn in the hand of a Pharisee game. The noise and the rage of the frenzied grew as they struggled for the power in an ageless feud. And as she softly cried, they again reviewed the obvious fate of this ill repute. Then a voice of love ended all debate. His words of hope sent the crowds away. The hand that flung the stars in space lifted her face as she heard him say, Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace. Doesn't care about your past or your many mistakes. Cover your sins in a warm embrace. Let me introduce you to a friend. A friend called Grace. The courtroom grew quiet and still as the white-robed judge called truth appeared. And the ring of the gavel brought a fierce debate as the players of eternity decided my fate. In the light of truth all could clearly see the facts made the trial mere formality. 
And my accuser stood with bated breath, confident conviction would end in death. But from the blood-stained cross to the witness stand Walked a man with a hope in his nail-scarred hands His words he spoke brought me sweet release Whispered, I'm a friend that you need to meet Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace Doesn't care about your past or your many mistakes Cover your sins in a warm embrace Let me introduce you to a friend a friend called Grace If you're tired of the guilt and the sleepless nights Running from the shame of a wasted life Someone awaiting with an open hand Ready there to give you a second chance Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace Doesn't care about your past or your many mistakes Cover your sins in a warm embrace Let me introduce you to a friend Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace Doesn't care about your past or your many mistakes Cover your sins in a warm embrace Let me introduce you to a friend A friend called Grace Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this program, God, I pray that your word will go out, God, and convince people, number one, they can change, that number two, that you can forgive them, but they have to be done. they got to be sick of it. they got to be tired of fighting you. They've got to have a change in their mind, a change in their heart. I just pray today in the name of Jesus that you'll do a work in this audience. Lord, we appreciate it in Jesus' name. Next Sunday night, we're going to have a guest speaker on the Tell It Like It Is show. I'm not going to tell you who, because I don't know who. (laughs) But we're going to have a guest speaker. Pastor Bob will be gone. I'm taking 13 of my grandkids to Branson, Missouri. And we're going to go to two great churches down there. And um, we're going to goof around in Branson. 13 grandkids, that's going to be quite the trip. God bless you, folks. Good night. Thanks for listening. I'm honored that you would.
began to rain 
comes in only comes one way Bible way you must be born again Nicodemus heard Jesus say Jesus say you put a pride when I was baptized in your name blood shed on Calvary to wash away my sin and shame not just of water but of the spirit too see you speak in other tongues when the Holy Ghost fills you just like what happened in the upper room on Pentecost 120 souls were saved you paid the Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.